0: Well, you think as old as I am and taught for many years and that I would be prepared and I was and guess what I forgot the Bible verses that I wanted you to have because I've got probably two hours of stuff I'm going to try to cover in 15 minutes and so don't have time to look up the verses but I wanted you to be able to read them along with me to drive home my point. But anyway, we'll go. We'll we'll move on, and if Barbara gets here, she'll maybe be able to hand them out to you. Probably by the time I get to the last one, she has to find them as well at home. I told her I think they're on the dresser, but but what a start. Anyway, uh, you know, I want to present, and I, oh, I think, I, I don't know if she's found them. Oh, so, okay, so she'll hand out the, <laughs> The verses to you when I get there, Then maybe by the time uh, I get there. But I want to present an idea that I hope can encourage you, me, all of us to emphasize consistent Bible reading and praying in our daily lives. Now, some of you, maybe you won't even need this sermon at all. You are great in it. But uh, if you're kind of like me, maybe you slack off some or whatever, and, uh, but we'll see. You know, I, I have to admit, I, you know, I discovered this because of my own Bible reading and prayer time, and so this idea that I have, it's helped me to be more consistent in my own daily life. I'll see what you think, you know, after I'm done. Now, as a younger man, I often forfeited Bible time prayer also for those activities, you know, that required my immediate attention. You know, it's just quite comfortable to come home from work. Oh, I think I got to sit on a couch and, oh man, X-Files is on tonight. Maybe I'll have to watch or some other kind of goofy TV show that I used to watch just because I was so tired. I worked so hard. Well, So I did forfeit a lot. Now, I'm not saying that I was bad. I did read my Bible. I did pray. But what I'm looking for tonight is a way to, if you're like me, and you're not quite as consistent, you're like I used to be, I'm much better now. But we'll see. Anyway, uh, as an old man, I admit that was a big mistake. You know, even when you have your children and stuff, you think, oh, no. No. That was a mistake for me to just kind of back off a little bit and say oh gee so i hope to say rescue you young people from making that same mistake and you know as i look out here i'm looking all of you are young so you can't look left and right and say well, who's he talking to because you're all younger than i am and so anyway here we go all right now i don't really want a show of hands and uh, but how many of you have say so think about this. You played a sport. You performed in some type of program in public. Maybe you were in a play or something, or you played a piano concerto or something like that. Or maybe you learned a skill that you needed. You got a new job. You have to know how to, to be proficient at it. And so I imagine, and this is, you'll probably see what my, my sermon is about here by this. I imagine you practiced I think you did, either because you enjoyed it or you needed it. Now, I played sports. You know, I was one of those, say, those so-called jocks in school, and uh, I just I, I loved it. I enjoyed sports so much, and I loved practice. That, oh, that was one of my favorite times of day, to, to go, oh, boy, I get to go practice. And even not not so much bragging, but maybe stupidity, but when I was in junior college, I could still remember, okay, I went from football practice to basketball practice in the same day. I had two practices in one day. And I just, I couldn't get enough of 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 the sports. And uh, and then I became a school teacher. And I will tell you, and those of you that have taught, you practice, you know. So practice has been a big part of my life in, in my career. And... Uh, in of course, enjoyment, it's been a big deal to me. And I looked up the definition in, in the computer, not Wikipedia, but I, so I forget which one it was, but uh, and I kind of combined a couple of different definitions of practice. And so I came up with the definition as, well, carry out, apply to, do, or perform often, uh, or habitually, usually through choice, and that's something I want to kind of emphasize a little bit is choice. We can make a choice here. So I want to share one potential problem about practice, and uh, sometimes we think we don't need it anymore. My basketball teams, when I coached, they hated running drills. Oh, my goodness, oh, hey, line drills, got to run, 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 run. And uh coach, we already know how to run. We know how to run, we don't want to run. What's I had, believe it or not, I had one of my athletes ask me, what's running got to do with basketball? You know, I mean, it, it was yes, but and I couldn't believe he asked that question. I just had to, oh, you know, okay, well, you're gonna run anyway. They were often bored with the shooting drills. You know, uh, We know how to shoot. All they want to do is play. They just want to play, have games, have? have fun doing that kind of stuff. But my job as coach was to enforce practice. If you didn't like it like I did, well, you better do it or else. You know, I, I had to had to get some of them to do it. Why? Well, I really think you know the answer to that. I want to share a story about Stefan Curry. Now, maybe many of you don't know who Stefan Curry is, but uh, He's a guard that plays for the Golden State Warriors, so NBA professional basketball player, really great shooter. And uh, so one day at practice, and they actually filmed it or videoed it or whatever. They So it is an actual fact. You can watch it, believe it or not. He In practice, he made 105 three-point shots in a row without a miss. 105. Now, most of you, huh? Maybe some of you don't even know what you talk about, three-point shot basketball and stuff like that. Well, you're out beyond 20 feet. There's a basketball, they have an orange rim with a backboard, in case you don't know, and your job is to try to get that basketball to go into that orange rim through the net. Well, you're beyond 20 feet out, and you're 105 times. He made it in a row. That's pretty good. Now, I really think he knows how to shoot. I think uh, we could all agree to that. This man knows how to shoot. Those of you that are basketball fans, you know he can shoot. You've seen him. Well, guess what? He still practices his three-point shots. He still does that. Now, I wonder here, did you know that the Bible recommends practice? I've handed out some verses, or my wife has handed out some verses. I hope you've got them. And I just don't have time, you know, just search them out, because i got to get this done, and okay, I'm running out of time, talking about how much time I have left, so I better get going here, but I, I just thought, if you read along with me, I want to read these verses to you, because then you'll know, of course, I guess, maybe you could say, maybe he counterfeited these, he, he just made these up, but no, these, you can look them up, you take this sheet with you and see, is it, did I really find these things, but uh I'm going to read the first three verses on this verse sheet. So I'm going to read John 3.21, Hebrews 5.14, and 2 Peter 1.10. But he who practices the truth comes to the light so that his deeds may be manifested as having been wrought in God. Hebrews 5 14. But solid food is for the mature who, because of practice, have their senses trained to discern good and evil. Second Peter 1.10, therefore, brethren, be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling and choosing you. For as long as you practice these things, you will never stumble. Now you think, well, I'm, I'm telling you all oh, that they, the Bible does that. But uh, I have somewhere up here. Yeah, here we go. These are just some of the verses that I have typed up. I have done a lot of work. This is just a list of some of those verses that have practice, and that's not all of them. But uh, the Bible does teach about practice then. So it tells you to practice these things. So we think, well, why do we practice when we know these skills? Now, you're all in here, and I know you're a wonderful group of people. You know your Bible. I look here, you all know your Bible. You know these things. You know these things about the Bible. You know and so you might be like, well, why do we have to practice shooting? I know this stuff. Why do I have to sit down and read my Bible? You know, why, why do I have to do that? You know, it's, it's okay. I'll, you know, I'm good. I do once, twice a week, maybe. And okay, that's okay. You know, but I, I you know, I, I could say, well, why do we practice when we know these skills? Well, remember Stephon Curry. He had 105 threes in a row, but yet he still practices, okay? He practices. He knows how to do it. Well, you know, why? Well, think about this. Now, I want to say, can, can, can we compare basketball practice? Maybe this, this guy up here talking to you, he doesn't even know he's just, but, but I think maybe we, okay, I'm going to try to show you then that we can compare basketball practice to practice in our Bible reading or our prayer lives. Well, why should we practice this? Now, I think you're going to find the answer. I think you'll find it in the Bible. Read down, have you read with me. I'm going to start with Psalms 106, 13. We stand, you can look there. Psalms 106, 13 and verse 106, 21 and 2 Peter 1, 9. They quickly forgot his works. They did not wait for his counsel. They forgot God their Savior, who had done great things in Egypt. 2 Peter 1.9, for he who lacks these qualities is blind or short-sighted, having forgotten his purification from his former sins. Why do we practice? I've got a feeling we forget. They did. If they did, maybe we do. So we can we kind of forget these things. So if you notice, they, they forgot his works. They even, one of us said, they even forgot God. That'll never happen to me. No, that won't happen to me. But, you know, hey, maybe. And so I want to mention, you know, to you that, you know, I've forgotten a lot of things in my life, more so than probably you, because I've been living longer, so I've forgotten many more things, because you haven't had time to forget as many things as I've forgotten. But uh, I want to have a modern-day practical problem of what can happen without practice. Now, on this sheet there, I'd say it's this problem, and it says 2CO plus O2, and then there's kind of an arrow, produces 2CO2. Now, those of you that call it, you know chemistry, this, you know, yeah, you look at that, you know what, it, what I'm talking about there. And the problem is this, out of that, that equation, chemical equation, how many moles of CO and O2 are required to produce 10 moles of CO2? Now, 25 years ago, i just snapped snap that right out. No time at all. It was easy 25 years ago. In fact, the answer is 10 moles of CO and five moles of O2. Today, these types of problems actually are impossible for me. I forgot something that I knew very well. Now, I will admit, and this kind of has something to do with what I'm talking about here. I will admit that I finally solved it by reading the book again before I came here. Okay, I thought I'm gonna give practical example. I read the book again and it made it possible for me to solve the problem. I needed a reminder. Guess what? The Bible also teaches about reminders. Let's look at Numbers 10.10 and Hebrews 10.3. Also in the day of your gladness and in your appointed feasts and on the first days of your months you shall blow the trumpets over your burnt offerings and over the sacrifices of your peace offerings and they shall be as a reminder of you before your God. I am the Lord your God, Hebrews 10:3. Uh, but in those sacrifices, there is a reminder of sins every year or year by year. So now think about that. And you think about the reminder that they had. Now I know we've been learning about you know, Old Testament, getting in and reading it. I'd say if you haven't been in that Old Testament too much, Uh, Read and you you start reading about those reminders blood and guts everywhere a Reminder of just really how God hates sin that here. Remember this That was a very graphic reminder, but he must have felt it was important Now the children of Israel they're reminded their sins year by year with these sacrifices Now, I want to look at 1 Corinthians 4.17, 2 Timothy 1.6, and 2 Timothy 2.14. So these will be kind of the next ones on there. 1 Corinthians 4.17, For this reason I have sent to you Timothy, who is my beloved and faithful child in the Lord, and he will remind you of my ways which are in Christ, just as I teach everywhere in every church. Remind them of these things and solemnly charge them in the presence of God, not to wrangle about words, which is useless and leads to the ruin of the hearers. And then 2 Peter 1, 12, therefore, I will always be ready to remind you of these things. And then I underlined it, even though you already know them, Christians, you know them. But Peter says, I need to remind you and have been established in the truth which is present with you. I consider it right as long as I am in this earthly dwelling to stir you up by way of reminder. Okay. So, again, these reminders are very necessary. And so I... uh, want you to know it's now peter reminds christians you know you know these things i want to encourage you like me who are like me to practice reading your bible and praying as practice think of it as practice then practice can be fun practice maybe but develop your skills and practice practice praying practice bible reading and if this idea of practice is helpful, use it. If some of you, now I know some of you probably have your, through the Bible in a year. Okay, now for me, that doesn't work. That puts time constraints on me, pressure, and I have to read so many. I think it's still practice if you just spend 10 minutes, if you spend five minutes. Find passages in there. Remind yourself every day, every day. I read Proverbs chapter 29, just to remind me of some of the things that are going on in the world and some things that, I have to deal with, and maybe I don't read a lot of passages that particular day, but I want to encourage you, if you don't have a good habit, develop one, and look at it as practice. Today, I'm going to practice. I'm going to go, I'm going to read my Bible, so so if you do get casual, then always, just like I did with the chemistry book, go back to your Bible as a reminder. It's a reminder. Wonderful reminder. Now, think of this. Why do we do communion? We just did it this morning. Do we do communion because it's a law? This is it a pleasant, quaint ritual? Or is it necessary for salvation? No, we do it because. Now, look at first Corinthians 11, 24, and 25. It says, And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So I had never thought about that. It's a reminder. Children of Israel were reminded of their sins by the slaying of of animals. We do communion in remembrance. So next time you take communion, what do you remember about Jesus? So practice, 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 and you will remember.